On the 21st of June, the Conseil d'État, France's highest appellate court for administrative cases, upheld an injunction on a seemingly mundane policy under consideration by the Grenoble Municipal Council. The policy, which applies to all public swimming pools, notably forbade close-fitting swimwear longer than the mid-thigh. To the Prefect of Isère, who challenged the policy, the issue was what it allowed, loose-fitting swimwear shorter than the mid-thigh, or the burkini, which has been subject to public debate in France since its attempted ban in Nice in 2016. The Conseil d'État agreed with the lower court and the Prefect of Isère, holding that such a policy was an unjustified infringement of the constitutional principles of laïcité, or secularism, and neutrality of government. I'm joined today by Stéphanie Annette Vauchez, Professor of Public Law at Paris Nanterre University and Director of the Research Center on Fundamental Rights. Her work is centered on human rights, gender, freedom of religion, and French public law, the key forces in tension throughout the decision of the Conseil d'État. Stéphanie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be there. What are your key takeaways from the judgment and its reasoning? Well, I think, first of all, the the, the judgment needs to be read against the, the context through which the issue uh, arrived before administrative courts. And in fact, it needs to be related to the law of uh, August 24th, 2021, which is the law on the Republican principles, or also known as the law against uh, separatisms, because the law uh, created a new legal action allowing local representatives of the government, uh, préfet, to challenge any decision by any local or municipal authority that they fear might threaten the legal principles of laïcité and neutrality of public services. So this new uh, Burkini affair results from the first application of this new power by uh, the préfet, uh, the préfet of Isère, which is the region around the city of Grenoble, after the municipal uh, council of the city decided to revisit the rule that applied previously in municipal pools in order to allow, as you said, a greater variety of swimwear. And clearly, uh, the rule intended to allow burkini uh, in swimming pools, but it also allowed other forms of previously prohibited or swimwear, swimmer of unclear status, such as, for example, monokinis. And the Préfet decided to challenge the new rule in court. And just a, a couple of days ago, on June 21st, the Supreme Administrative Court did indeed side with the Préfet and considered that the new rule amounted to violation of the principles of laïcité and neutrality of public services. Could you give an overview, and I know this may be a tough ask, but for an audience who is not as familiar with the French principle of laïcité and why it's so important yeah, of course. Um, laïcité is indeed a, a constitutional principle that is uh, elevated in Article 1st of the Constitution. You can't get more seriously committed than that. Uh, so the French Republic is laïc. Um, there is no definition of what it means. And generally speaking, we uh, refer the, the, the general principle of laïcité to an act of 1905 um, that is still in force that proclaims the separation of uh, the state and the churches. The law of 1905 in its, in its first article proclaims that the Republic must guarantee religious freedom. And article two prohibits the state from recognizing, subsidizing, financing religions. So article two is generally what we consider to be the legal source for the principle of state neutrality in religious matters. 
this overall regime or legal understanding of laicity have been undergoing a lot of changes since the beginning of the 21st century. Now, the most visible expression of these changes perhaps is the 2004 Act that prohibits students from public schools from expressing their religious beliefs uh, while they are at school. And ever since the 2004 law, there's been a number of other developments subjecting private individuals to uh, obligations of neutrality. So I would guess, I would say that, you know, in a nutshell, this is probably the most striking evolution that Laicite has been undergoing. So from a principle that previously only allowed uh, obligations of religious neutrality for public authorities, it is turning into a principle that justifies an increasing number of obligations of religious neutrality weighing on private individuals. And to some, these obligations of religious neutrality could be seen as restrictions on religious freedom. Do you think that the freedom of religion is sufficiently guaranteed in France today? And as a further point, should an approach to freedom of religion take into account the power imbalance and discrimination faced by some religious groups as opposed to others? Yeah, I think uh, there there is a very valid uh, conversation to be had in under French law as to whether religious freedom is sufficiently protected. Uh, but to be fair, I think it is a conversation to be had in, in many other legal orders. And in fact, uh, you know, there is an increasing number of voices that are very critical as to the standards of religious freedom under the European Convention of Human Rights, for example. Uh, the one thing on which I would say that French law is indeed um, very reluctant or, or, or probably underdeveloped is its ability to incorporate a reflection on the discriminatory uh, aspects of some restrictions on religious freedom that are otherwise legal even under uh, ECHR standards. And in fact, I find it really uh, interesting that uh, France has been found to be in breach of religious freedom and uh, in a discriminatory fashion twice by uh, recently by the Human Rights Committee uh, in the Burkaban case and also in a, a religious neutrality in the workplace case. And what is really interesting is the ways in which these findings by the Human Rights Committee uh, have been met in, um, in, in the French legal la landscape. So essentially they've been ignored and when they haven't been ignored, they've been uh, criticized. Turning to a slightly different aspect of this debate, there are some organizations, including one of the intervening parties in this case, that argues uh, that the veil, uh, burqa, and, and other forms of uh, face coverings used in Islam is a symbol of the oppression of women. What do you make of this argument? Well, we, we have all seen this argument uh, gaining traction in a lot of international and transnational conversations. Now, it is uh, true that France has probably been uh, a, a very welcoming cradle for this idea uh, to, to flourish and develop because it is generally considered that a particular controversy in a particular high school in the north of France in 1989 sort of uh, ignited the whole veil conversation. Up to, up until recently, however, this was really uh, uh, an argument that was put forth by a number of intellectuals and 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 you know public figures. But it there was a lot of pushback from um, legal actors and especially from administrative courts. 
And I would say that here too, uh, the 21st century has been seeing uh, some change. For example, there's been a number of legal developments in uh, the law pertaining to the acquisition of nationality uh, in which courts have agreed, administrative courts have agreed um, the argument of the government that um, women wearing the niqab, for example, are demonstrating their lack of interest and mastery of French Republican principles, including gender equality, and therefore could validly be uh, barred from acquiring French nationality. Uh, these recent legal developments are very important, and that's why uh, it's it's such a cause for concern that this first ruling on this first Uh, exercise by the local representative of the government of this new form of legal action is, is concerning. But it's also impossible to talk about legal developments without taking into account the broader political landscape and electoral politics were shaken up in France. Emmanuel Macron lost his majority, but perhaps more notably, the far right made historic gains in the Assemblée Nationale. What, what would you hope the future to look like of the national dialogue on these principles? I, I would I would really hope for everyone to uh, agree that there's been a lot of um, exaggeration in the redefinitions of laicity that a number of legal and political actors have been putting forward for the past 15 or 20 years. And my hope would really be for that change to be critically assessed and for what was truly a Republican tradition or what was truly in line with with uh, a more inclusive, uh, not perfect, but more inclusive Republican tradition throughout most of the 20th century. Uh, I think that would be uh, um, important. Professor Annette Vosches, thank you so much for joining me again. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the invitation. It's always great to be with you. <laughs>